For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. This is Jonathan Kirsting from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and I have Jeremy Garvey with me. Jeremy, thanks for helping out today. Thanks, Jonathan. Glad to be here. I love flying the Tech Vibe Radio airplane when you're uh, my, my co-pilot, man. It's like we're flying to Hawaii. I've said this before. It's that long flight. Man, we're, we're I can see the islands ahead. We're ready to land this thing. That's a lot of love, I think. It is, it man. Is. I'm telling you, it's it, all cool. It is, as long as I don't touch the dials. Just exactly. don't touch the instruments. Understood. I'll take that adv- under advisement. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Lynn Brusco with us today. Lynn, you've also, you are no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. That's true. Uh, you, you once you co-hosted with me back on our former signal. I did. I haven't been invited yeah. back, so I'm not sure why. Because you're on double secret probation, that's why. <laughs> okay. You know, we have something to talk Good about to after the show. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. right. Okay. Yes, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, Good man. to know. No, I mean, actually, back in the day, uh, uh, this is, we've known each other for years and years and years and years. A long time. And you took over a new position over at Carnegie Mellon University that I think is very exciting. And when you did that, I was like, wow, man, Lynn's moving and Lynn is shaking. And uh, in good ways. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I had a bad visual for a moment. No, I had to it's, refocus. it's okay. all good. So, 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 Lynn, tell us about what you do at, at the Disruptive. This is a long title for you out there Disruptive Health Technology Institute. So, the Disruptive Health Technology Institute is just over two years old. Right. And in 2013, we formalized an institute that uh, was started with a really generous donation from uh, Highmark Health. At that time, Highmark Health thought they were getting in the business of uh, owning a hospital system, the Allegheny Health System. Right. And they felt at that time that they really wanted to figure out how to be on the front side of innovation creation as it pertained to both the payer side and the provider side of delivering health care to patients. So Lots of interesting conversations with all of the thought leaders at Carnegie Mellon and Highmark Health and the Allegheny Health Network, and came up with this idea that really science and engineering really could be the place where you could disrupt innovation, get it off the bench more quickly, and deployed into solution-based outcomes for patient care. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, Lynn, it's really interesting when you look at this. It's a it's a really unique way to look at healthcare. I mean, you've got a provider, right, and you've got um, an engineering the you know probably the um, the world class engineering school, right. And so when you look at that um, traditional ways that that people thought about solving healthcare problems was you know usually medical school based, but this is really unique. It's a it's a totally different way to look at the problem. Um, and so uh, that's got to be a huge advantage compared to how other people are trying to solve it. We do see it as an advantage. We really see it as almost like an unencumbered way, a new perspective uh, to think about the problems and then find the solutions to match to those problems. So typical innovation creation, you know, is typically there's funding that's infused into universities. Researchers are doing lots of good work 
hopefully something bubbles up that they think perhaps there's a vertical market where that technology can be applied. We sort of come at this from a different perspective. In the two years that we've been in uh, operations, we've had 20 spark retreats, and those 20 spark retreats had 323 participants. Those participants came from 59 organizations, um, health and medical thought leaders from all over the country, really interesting senior-level principal investigators from Carnegie Mellon that are across all colleges, all departments on campus, Um, clinicians, so practicing nurses, doctors, Um, and then the payer, right? People that are working in data analytics, the actuaries, um, the epidemiologists, really talking about the problems that they see when they're on the front lines of doing the work that they do. So we have those conversations, and then we leave those retreats with a list of areas of focus that we create, um, things like chronic disease management, transforming care delivery, uh, computational health care, how to use data. As you can imagine, with someone like Highmark Health at the table, we have all this de-identified, aggregated data at our fingertips that the really big brains at Carnegie Mellon and the... Um, the algorithms and the uh, machine learning that they've put together can suddenly have these huge data sets to help them learn about um, deploying medical diagnostics and how to re-engineer the healthcare delivery system so that's delivering healthcare in a more accessible, affordable, and efficient way to patients. So you're right. It's a different way. We're starting with the problems, and then we're matching the really smart people and the technology that they're developing through science and engineering platforms to address those problems on the front end. I think this just really shows just how, how proactive like like CMU is. The fact that like you can take this school that has all of this horsepower with people solving problems across different spectrums and taking those different pieces and applying it then to healthcare type things. So you're probably finding some really cool solutions out there and getting them to market so much faster, ultimately improving the quality of people's lives, which is really what it comes down to at the end of the day. I think that's right. It's it's exciting for me because I've been in the innovation investment uh, sector here in the region for a long time. Sure. And what's interesting to me about this is it's a very unencumbered, sort of no boundaries way to approach thinking about healthcare. And so when you have senior level principal investigators that have been doing things for cybersecurity, have been doing things for defense and facilities management, infrastructure development. And we're saying, okay, take all of that really good work and think about the ways that you can pivot that work to a healthcare application, to a healthcare problem. And so what we're finding is these really creative solutions to things like improved colonoscopy. You know, I always say that we're not going to talk about colonoscopy. Yeah, you said that earlier. Now you're talking about it. Come on. It's my go-to. I don't know. It's, I, don't, I, I might have to re-examine why. But the reason why I talk about that is I think it's a really interesting example because we all know that colonoscopies as a medical procedure are known to prevent colon cancer. You, If you detect polyps, if you remove polyps, you're essentially preventing cancer from happening. Right, exactly. What's interesting, though, is that at any given time, a clinician is maybe seeing half of the colon during that procedure. And so to take math, to take technology that is used in facial recognition, traffic pattern recognition, uh, areas like that, and say, okay, let's map the topography, if you will, of the inside of the colon. Right, so they can see more of it, and they can spot things maybe they couldn't have seen before, hence increasing... That's right. Your, your survival rate and, and your, your, your 
being able to predict whether you're going to whether you have something or not and you could see it how cool making is that the procedure more efficient right and making better outcomes for patients certainly also is upside to the payer right all of each side of the delivery mechanism benefits from that kind of innovation all so parties win on this one i mean all parties win and you're essentially taking math and just applying it to an existing procedure for better outcomes those are the kinds of disruptive things that we're working on. That's why I'm so glad that you guys do what you do. I mean, I've, I've been quoted before. I sleep better at night knowing that Carnegie Mellon is there doing what it does. And Pitt as well. But I just – the amount of research and it's just the smart people that are there and taking that and applying it to areas that we're not even thinking about, I'm like, wow. I'm just – Glad you guys are doing what you're doing. I ride my bike past there all the time, and I'm like, smart people are there doing great stuff. It's sort of kind of a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's a big deal. And I think, you know, you, um, Lynn, you've been a connector in the region for a long time. And, and part of what I think, you know, um, resonates with me is that you've got a number of people who naturally wouldn't necessarily be working together um, to solve problems. And, and you, that's that's what's really unique, right? You've um, you've got a collaboration. Um, and, and Carnegie Mellon has historically been great at that. Um, and obviously, you're, you're accelerating and making those connections inside and outside uh, the university. Um, and it's terrific and, and with some really good results, I, I, I think. So... I, I... So, you know, first, I think we're creating those strong partnerships, like you said, across the payer, provider, and innovator, and trying to come up with those smart solutions together. But secondly, as you mentioned, what we're doing is sort of welcoming uh, and insisting on new perspectives within the campus community, And right? So in the projects that we've funded thus far, we've had 34 projects, just over $4.5 million that we have dedicated to that innovation. We've seen 57 principal investigators from all over campus coming together, not only from typical places like computer science that you might think makes sense or um, um, electrical um, engineering or um, biological uh, sciences, but we're also looking at people in behavioral economics and mm, policy yeah. through the Heinz School and even you know people from Tepper in the Graduate School of Business. And so 57 principal investigators working with 38 clinicians, which I think is also an important point to make. All of the projects that we fund on campus, almost like an internal investment or crowdsourcing uh, institute right in the middle of campus, all of those projects with these senior level investigators are coupled with clinic clinicians. And so co-PIs, um, 38 clinicians across the Allegheny Health Network are working with those principal investigators and researchers. We've seen a lot of activity over three funding cycles. We've seen 119 proposals come through. Uh, certainly, we'd love to be able to fund all of those proposals, but we are excited that we've been able to infuse $4.5 million. I was going to say, when you first started this, were you assuming you'd, you'd be able to have this type of an impact this quickly? I mean, this really started from the ground up like two years ago, and you're giving some pretty impressive numbers here. I think what's exciting to us is that we know that the demand and the interest has been matched with the need. And so we've seen excitement from principal investigators across campus. I think one of the greatest things about this relationship with Highmark Health is Highmark Health certainly wants to benefit from this relationship, but they set up this strategic uh, partnership in a way that the Disruptive Health Technology Institute can partner with other industry partners. So it's not an exclusive partnership. Ah, interesting. They really believe that they created an ecosystem that's right. going to benefit their delivery system, but also has the opportunity to partner with other smart people 
across the delivery of healthcare nationally and globally to make that happen. Absolutely. So people want to learn more about the Institute. Lynn, where can they go and check you guys out? They can go to uh, www.dhgi.cmu.edu. And we have lots of information about the whole process on our website. I was looking at some of the projects that were there because you have them all listed out. There's some great stuff there. I mean, it really shows the power of bringing all these forces together. Really Lynn, interesting. Thank you so much for stopping by the show Thanks. today. Thanks Good for stuff, man. Me. Absolutely, absolutely. End of another show, Jeremy. Thank you for stopping out to help us. Uh, you're very welcome. Glad we made it through. Couldn't have done it without you. And uh, Audrey, I think, thanks you as well. She'll be back in the studio with me next week. So Did not touch the dials. Did not touch the dials. Everything's left the way it is. Nothing to worry about. So. An impressive collaboration. It is. It is. And if you want to learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council, go to pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter, at pghtech. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And Jeremy Garvey. Have an awesome weekend, everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.